This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joel Sami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest host, Governor Phil Bryant. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org. This weekend on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan and the Midwest, and Supertalk Mississippi Media in the South, we're delighted to be joined by J. Christian Adams, who serves as President and General Counsel for the Public Interest Legal Foundation. He served from 2005 to 2010 in the voting section at the United States Department of Justice. President Donald J. Trump appointed Adams to the United States Commission on Civil Rights in 2020. J. Christian Adams, his colleague Cleta Mitchell, Chairman, Public Interest Legal Foundation, who we hosted on America's Roundtable, and their colleagues are working tirelessly to address the attacks on election integrity and certain states' vulnerabilities in their respective election systems. We welcome to the program J. Christian Adams. Welcome, Christian. Welcome, Christian. Thank you for having me. Christian, this month you reached a settlement with the Pennsylvania Secretary of State to remove over 20,000 dead registrants from the voter rolls. These 20,000 dead registrants were on the rolls in the 2020 general election. In addition to dead registrants, you also brought up another issue with Pennsylvania voter rolls, including a 20-year-old glitch in the model voter registration system that register non-citizens. And you mentioned that Pennsylvania's Department of State is hiding these records from the public and the General Assembly. Christian, taking into consideration universal mailing ballots introduced just before the last election, where every voter on the voter roll received the ballot, and removing the signature verification requirement, can we assume that 20,000 dead voters and a great number of non-citizens had a potential to be counted as legitimate voters in the 2020 presidential election? Would that assumption be right? It's correct that you can assume that when you don't have good voter rolls, you don't have good elections. That's for sure. And we know that some of these people are voting. One of the weirdest stories out of Pennsylvania is some of these people were actually registering to vote after they were dead. Go figure that one out. We also know that in Pennsylvania, without a doubt, that non-citizens have been voting. We know many of their names. We don't know all of them because the state of Pennsylvania is hiding that information That's why we're in federal court trying to get it from them. Christian, on the sanctity of the ballot, Americans are very concerned. And according to a published report, researchers from a university consortium of Northwestern, Harvard, Northeastern, and Rutgers surveyed more than 24,000 individuals across the nation between November 3 and the 30th of 2020. And the survey found out that 69% of Trump voters and 11% of Democrats lack confidence in the fairness of the 2020 presidential election. And the study states, I quote, 
the survey showed large partisan gaps of over 40 percentage points in public concern about mail-in fraud, 85% of Republicans and 38% of Democrats. On the issue of inaccurate or biased vote counts, 84% of Republicans and 44% of Democrats. And on the issue of illegal votes from non-citizens, 81% of Republicans and 30% of Democrats, unquote. Hence, across America, there is a growing distrust of the electoral process. As we move forward to 2022 and 2024, what are your thoughts about the future of election integrity in America, your efforts and the efforts of tireless warriors addressing this issue in America today? When a country loses faith in elections and the outcome of the elections, the country loses faith in the system. And that's exactly why we spend so much time and energy and money fighting to make sure that states are running the best elections they can. We currently have litigation in the last year in Virginia, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Maine, Illinois, Texas, other places, North Carolina, because states and local governments have not done a good job, have not kept the voter rolls clean, have not followed the law. And when you don't follow the law and you don't have clean elections, it produces those results you just mentioned, where people stop trusting the system. And consent of the governed is essential in a democratic republic. We can't lose it. Absolutely. And Christian, you testified before the House Judiciary Committee on the topic of protecting the right to vote during the COVID-19 pandemic in June 2020. That was before the 2020 presidential election. And in your testimony, you described all the mechanisms that could have resulted in fraudulent elections. You testified with the intention to avoid them, yet they were all used. Why do you think all three branches of government at certain states and federal level didn't they that issue of election integrity seriously? Well, I will tell you that in some instances, the people on that committee in the Congress that I testified in front of do not take election integrity seriously at all. They don't care. You got to remember something. There's a lot of people out there that don't want any, any rules about voting. They would prefer that you just vote on your couch with a remote control on every single issue that comes before Congress. You can't forget that. They don't want voter registration. They don't want precincts. They don't want election day. They don't want voter rolls. They want you to just show, be able to vote without being on a voter roll. You got to realize that. And when you do, you realize why they fight so hard to undermine election integrity. Christian, this past week, the Philadelphia Inquirer reported U.S. Supreme Court dismisses the last challenge over Pennsylvania's 2020 election. And I quote, the U.S. Supreme Court closed the books on the Pennsylvania's 2020 election Monday, rejecting an appeal of a Republican congressional candidate's unsuccessful challenge of the state's mail ballot deadlines. Christian, what are your observations in regard to the U.S. Supreme Court's response in general to a number of cases that were brought to the Supreme Court? Well, first of all, there's an incredibly important case yet to be decided out of Arizona that relates to ballot harvesting issues, but really is much bigger than that. It relates to what the Voting Rights Act prohibits uh, for election integrity. But going back to the 2020 election, there is a clear trend that the Supreme Court of the United States is not going to get involved in hot-button issues. They're not going to spend capital of the court on issues involving, you know, voting machines, uh, overturning Pennsylvania's decision to set rules by about presidential electors by the courts. They're just not going to do it. They, they've exhibited 
a reluctance to get involved in this space. Christian, uh, what is your opinion about HR1? A Democrat-run Congress just passed for the People Act, also known as Voting Rights Bill or HR1, and it has been placed on the Senate legislative calendar last month. And if enacted, HR1 would remove the requirement for ID voter identification, make mail-in voting permanent, require states to offer online and same-day voter registration, as well as 15 days of early voting nationwide. Yeah, this is a total federal takeover of state election law. It would leave nothing left for the states to establish their own rules. It would have bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. being in charge of every single election in the country. That's not the way the country was set up. The people who want to do that are trying to undo the union. It's nothing short of that. It would do things like ban voter ID. It would require mail ballots to come in 10 days late. It would get rid of voter registration, which I talked about earlier is a big goal of theirs, uh, the advocates. It would do everything you can imagine bad from the 2020 election and make it federal law, which is not the way the country was set up. Thank you so much, uh, Christian, for joining us on America's Roundtable this weekend. J. Christian Adams serves as president and general counsel of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, and he and his colleagues are addressing election integrity in America. Thank you once again for joining us on America's Roundtable. Thank you, Christian. Thank you for having me. Take care. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's two FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joel Adinsami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest host, Governor Phil Bryant. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org.